every day we get many calls and say, yeah, I've been in the business for seven years and I'm, and I've had you on my list for seven years. And I'm finally starting in 2019 with my first CRM. I'm going to do it right, but they've made it, but they haven't made it easy. And there's a lot of, a lot of mistakes and a lot of apologies because they've dropped balls along the way because they didn't have a good system. So yeah, uh, database is everything. You've got to have a, have a good, good system that you run your business in if you're going to stay alive in real estate. You are listening to The Real Estate Sessions with Bill Rissa of Fidelity National Title, Tampa District. The Real Estate Sessions podcast is part of the Industry Syndicate Media Network. For additional real estate podcasts, check out industrysyndicate.com. Now, your host, Bill Rissa. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 175 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Thank you so much once again for tuning in and telling a friend. It's it's how the show continues to grow. Uh, and it's it's sometimes when I'm looking for guests, I'll, I'll come up with an idea and I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm, I feel bad that it's taken this long for me to have this gentleman on the podcast because we go way back, right, Brandon? Way back. Way back. And I'm, I'm talking about Brandon Wise, who's founder and president of Wise Agent, a CRM that I'm intimately familiar with from my days in Arizona and now here in Florida. Uh, and so I'm excited to get Brandon's story and, of course, talk about some of the changes that are happening at Wise Agent. So, Brandon, welcome to the podcast. Ah, thank you very much, Bill. It's an honor to be on uh, among so many of the real estate greats you've already interviewed that I've got to listen to. Awesome. Well, I thank you for that. I it's like I said, this is long overdue, and so I'm, I appreciate your time today. First of all, I did not know that you're you were you were born in Flagstaff. Is that right? That's right. That's right. So we have a few guests like Holly Mabry, Gary Nelson. We have a few Flagstaffians. I don't even know what is that right? Is that close? <laughs> That, that'll work. <laughs> okay. So uh, for those that don't know, Flagstaff is a, a small mountain town, you know, a couple hours north of Phoenix at, at about 7,000 feet, right? It's way up there. Uh, right. right. But, yeah. Talk, talk about growing up in a in a little mountain town like uh, Flagstaff up in northern Arizona. Growing up in a small town is a great experience. Uh, I feel like you somehow have a little more time to enjoy life because everything is just a little slower. The, uh, the population in Flagstaff when I was growing up was only about 35,000, two high schools, Coconino, which ruled, and, and then we had our, our <laughs> rival was Flag High, to a town where everyone knew everyone, and we had bonfire cake parties in the forest every every weekend, and it's a, a huge hunting town. The schools for the for opening day of elk season would actually close down like it was a holiday. That, so that was kind of, kind of how we, we grew up there. Were you lucky enough to get a tag every now and then? Every every now and then, of course. And, and then if you didn't get a tag, you had a, a couple of buddies that did and, and you were out there helping. Now it's it's more than doubled since I left over 70,000 in Flagstaff. But really, I say it's like 135,000 in Coconino County, just all around Flag. And so, yeah, they've got, I think they say they've got like 5 million tourists coming through as well every year. So they've got some major traffic problems and growth growth problems going on up there now where we never had a traffic jam at all in my high school days or growing up there you, you didn't uh, you didn't get mad at the flatlanders that came up in the winter time when you, you were in high school <laughs> you know what? we liked them all yeah it was a good town to grow up in for sure good tell, tell me about the biggest misconception about flagstaff well you know when i talk to people outside of arizona i'd say the big biggest misconception 
has to be thinking that Arizona is all desert and hot. So Flagstaff just got hit with uh, 37 inches of snow last week. So, uh, you know, a lot of people just picture Phoenix or, or Scottsdale area for uh, Tucson, you know, and desert. But yeah, just two hours north, we've got uh, Snowball where we can go skiing. The biggest misconception about Flag itself would probably be that it's a, it's a small town, so it should be cheap to buy or live there. And uh, man, it's uh, the prices have gone up. I think I read the, the median prices; they're around four four hundred thousand now. Wow, that that is yeah. That, you're right. That's <laughs> not what you expect when you think about flag. That's great. I think you might be one of the only people I know that lives in a town called Fountain Hills. And I'm, I'm getting really specific here. The people in Arizona and Phoenix know this well, but Fountain Hills, it's to me, it seems kind of Flagstaff like because. It's fairly isolated up in the northeast section away from Scottsdale. You got to take, you know, Shea or the Beeline to get there. And it seems to me like you found your own little small town community lifestyle down here in Phoenix. Am I am I on track with that? Yeah, you're dead on, Bill. Okay. Yeah, I found my little gym here. Um, Fountain Hills, is, it's only about 24,000 people. So, again, everywhere you go, there's a familiar face. And most of the faces have a smile on them. So I, I, I feel like, uh, yeah, it's just a, a really cool town. We've got the, the world's tallest fountain shoots off every hour on the hour all, all around the, the park. People are happy. The air is clean. And uh, just really some good schools out here. And, and we host a lot of really cool events. We just had a big balloon glow and car shows at the park and a lot of cool things that bring bring people from all over the valley here. But uh, yeah, I love I love the small town atmosphere. And then and if we need anything, just you know, 15, 20 minute ride right over the hill is Scottsdale, where we've got it all. It's it's just really a cool area. Some great golf courses and but it is it's its own little world. I love I love that. Oh, I love it too. And I feel like I'm living in Mayberry. You know, everyone's happy. And it's just all the rest of the world problems are all going on. And we have our own little town and everything moves slower. But that's what that's what I, I like. Let's get back to then you growing up. Let's go look at 15 year old Brandon. What was your what were you thinking about doing for a career? What were you going to do when you got out of school? My parents were dragging me along at that time to all of their Amway meetings. So I was learning about residual income. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I knew I, I needed to own my own business at some point and have something to do with residual income because I had just been pounded in my head going to all their, their network marketing meetings, but I didn't want to have anything to do with selling soap. If, you, if anyone knows anything about Amway, <laughs> I ended up going to Pima medical and becoming an x-ray tech is what happened just mainly because I felt like hey, I need to be doing something after school. Um, it went, when I moved to the Valley and I ended up working at Scottsdale healthcare as an x-ray tech. And that's where I realized that I was in no way cut out to be in the medical field. I would have a patient on the table and tell me they were getting sick and needed to throw up and I'd give them a bucket. And before you knew it, I was grabbing a bucket for myself because I, I couldn't be around. So no. um, <laughs> so that was my, my uh, first career experience. And I have a, a very big respect for anyone in the medical field. No kidding. Oh, when does real estate enter the picture? Because you end up going into real estate. Was it shortly thereafter the last bucket episode? For extra, I ended up being the OR guy. So I figured out, hey, if I can just be in the OR, the patients are asleep, everything is clean, there's no body fluids, and there's a nurse there to take care of any any issues. So, But while I was there, uh, man, every time I had a patient that could talk, I would be asking, hey, what did you do? You know, and just trying to figure out where I was going to go next. And I ended up with a, a realtor 
slash uh, real estate investor on the table on an exam where I, he was in there for over an hour with me. And so I got to know him a little bit and talking. And, and by the time he left, I said, man, that sounds exactly like something I need to look into. And I went home and started researching more. What do I need to do? And signed up for classes. And before you knew it, I had my, uh, my real estate license. That was about year 2000 now we're talking. Okay. So right around 2000. And then you start your business and things start moving, right? I mean, you get to a point where you're kind of having trouble keeping track of everything, which sounds exactly like the, the solution you wanted to come up with, which turned out to be Wiseager, right? So walk, walk us through that, that story. I hung my license over at Cobalt Banker and I went through the Fast Start program with Randy Cooney. A lot of Arizonans will know, know that name. I was fortunate to have all the, the contacts from the hospital. So that was where I was getting my business from. And, and I was traveling throughout the valley, selling houses and realized quickly, man, I, I need a system and, and, I, and I really need it to be internet based. So that was kind of where the idea of starting Wise Asian came from, just because I, I wasn't able to just focus on where I wanted to be, just in Fountain Hills or just in Scottsdale, but instead I was from one end of the valley to the other selling those houses. So I kind of came close to missing a deadline on a home inspection. And that's what gave me the idea, man, I got to find some kind of system out there to organize my business on. I love the story that, uh, that it's, it's Mike, right? Mike is your partner. Right, right. Yeah, I love this story about at, at, at an ASU game at Sun Devil Stadium. My best friend, Mike, had called and said, hey, he's got, actually it was Arizona Cardinals sick because that's before they had their own stadium. So the Cardinals were playing at Sun Devil Stadium. So we we headed out and I quickly found out why they were free tickets because they, there was no further new nosebleed seats than you could get. We were on the top row, but uh, it, it was great. We were there drinking some beer and I was kind of explaining to him my my new real estate career and my problems. And I was telling him, man, kind of learning how to program. Maybe you can build me a system. And truly, as, as you hear it written out on a napkin, that's what happened. I grabbed the, the beer napkin and started drawing him exactly what I visioned in my head that, that I needed to kind of organize my business. And that was where the, where the idea came from, sitting at the Cardinals game at ASU Stadium. This is probably 2001 or two, somewhere in that range. Yeah, early or 2001 right there. Okay. So 2001, there's, I mean, the internet's just, start, I mean, websites are definitely making an impact finally. You know, they'd started maybe a few years earlier, but people were getting websites. Uh, but talk about, you really, you're talking about doing a startup, <laughs> you know, in the early 2000s with WiseAge, because once you got it going for you, you had other people say, hey, what's that? And I'm sure that's where the light bulb went on, right? So really what happened, I, I ended up getting the rookie of the quarter. I was with Cole Banger at the time. I got the rookie of the quarter award. And so I went up on the stage to uh, get the the award and they had said, hey, well, how how'd you do so many units without an assistant? And I said, well, you know what? You've got, you've got a computer hooked up to the internet. I've got a system I can show you. And literally, I know at that time, this is the first internet-based CRM in our industry. At that point, I didn't even know it was called a CRM. So I'm just showing them my system. It didn't even have a name. And it was on the back of a, a company that Mike worked at. And before you knew it, hands started going up saying, hey, how much does this cost? Where do I get it? How do I get on? Where do I start? And went back to Mike and said, hey, we better we better get our own servers and, and try to figure this thing out. And so that's what led up to, to getting Wise Asian going and becoming a, a startup in the early 2000s, like you said. Right. So it, it's we're, we're talking here in 2019. And I, I think for some people, they're going to go, 
what do you mean there wasn't an internet-based CRM? But but you're talking about, like, let's say Top Producer, for example, had been around for a while, but you had to yes. wait for a disk to show up for your updates, right? Right, right. Yeah, exactly. And uh, at that time, you know, Silicon Valley was really rolling and everything was going a little different than what we wanted to follow. Most of the tech companies at that time were focused on rapid growth and outsourcing. We were focused on, hey, let's build the best CRM in the industry and back it up with the best customer support and not outsource our support because anytime we picked up the phone to call any company, we were all frustrated with all the support that was being outsourced back then. Right. And so, so that was kind of, what what we were going through in the early 2000s, differentiating ourselves from a lot of the other tech companies and their their models. Looking back, had it, had we focused a little little more on growth, we'd probably been out a, a little better. But we took a, the slow path and and got here. But we had fun going doing it the whole way. You were kind of a lean operations, let's say for the first 10 years of the company, right? You weren't this big operation with 50 people. You you were lean, mean. You and Mike and a few a few key people. Talk about some of the biggest challenges that you you faced as um, as the it started taking off and you started getting more and more users. Fortunately for us, as we started growing, it was growing at a slow enough pace that we were able to hire support and kind of be keeping up fairly good. You know, of course, we had all the, the growing pains like everyone does. Having that slow growth, in, looking back, might have might have been what kept us in the game so long because we weren't uh, overwhelmed with too many numbers coming in too fast. Our biggest challenges came in in 2008, of course, when all the, the money dried up and we had a huge amount of our business all invoiced to just a few industry service providers that were uh, giving Wise Asian away to their clients who were all realtors. And so we, we had a lot of realtors using the system, but we were just sending a few invoices out for these guys. And as calls started coming in every week, that, uh, hey, we're, we're laying off half of our employees and we're no longer going to be able to pay this wise agent bill. You know, that was a, a scary time for us, for sure. We were very fortunate that, that the realtors that were, were already on our system using it saw enough value, even when their money was drying up as well, that the majority of them started paying for it on their own. So we just had a big shift, but got out of it, uh, you know, pretty good. Now, you, you, there's a huge realtor base in, you know, Maricopa County, Pinal County, where you're located in the Phoenix area. So w- was that the primary focus for you at the beginning? Were you really working hard on just making, trying to see how much you could kind of, you know, really get inside of, of the Phoenix market? Yeah, exactly. We, it, it was right here in our backyard. And that was the easiest and, and cheapest to uh, to market to. And so we had a lot of good partners around the Valley, you know, other vendors, um, in the industry that started promoting our services as well. You know, we kind of worked things out with them to this very day. That's kind of what we've done is just really been all about you. We help the partners and the partners are helping us. So we didn't need a, a big sales team because we had a lot of other people that were promoting wise agent with, within their business. And, and, and yeah, really most of it was all here in the Valley. And then it was just exciting every time we would get one. Like, hey, there's someone in Texas using it. How'd they know about it? So, hey, we got someone in Louisiana. You know, the early days, it was it was all Maricopa, you know, Phoenix, Phoenix um, business. I was one of those guys. I I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say to this day, Brandon, I, I should disclose this. I still have a Wise Agent account that you provided to me because I use it to show people how it works. <laughs> so, I love it. Yeah, and then we thank you to this day, Bill. <laughs> you you touched on customer service and boy 
I've never uh, worked with or experienced that sort of level. Now, it might have changed by now. I think companies have figured it out. But back, like you said, in the 2000s, between 2005 to 2010, you're right. It was impossible to talk to somebody. But you have committed on the customer service side of things. If I had a problem at 2.30 in the morning and I left a message, if I contact, sent a note through the system, I was going to be contacted within how many minutes? Our goal, our goal is, is 10, 10 minutes or less. 10 minutes or less. Talk, talk about how uh, I'm sure you had a few customer service people who were maybe weren't happy at sometimes. Actually, to this very day, I don't see any other companies in our industry that offer 24-7 support. There's definitely realtors out there say work around the clock. But, but it, yeah, I brought that over from the hospital. As an x-ray tech, man, after you get off work, you, you're on call. And when the phone rang, you didn't have to, have to just answer a question. You had to get up, get dressed, and, and go to the hospital. So I thought, man, this, it, it'll be pretty easy to bring that over here. And you don't even have to get out of bed to answer a question if you know the system. So, so that's what we did. And, and, it's, and it's worked out great throughout all the years. The realtors, a lot of times, they'll be needing to hold an open house on the weekend, and I got to make a landing page for a sign-in sheet. How do I do that? You know, I've only got five minutes. They love it when we're able to call them within five or ten minutes, walk them through it before you know they're the next meeting, telling their whole office how how great of an experience it was. So yes, to this day, customer support is number one at the top of our list, and a lot of our growth throughout the whole United States, Canada has been because of the customer support. We haven't had to put a lot of a lot of money into sales because we've we've had that organic growth with with uh, doing such a good job of support. Yeah, so your your support staff has definitely grown over the years. I would take that's a always a, an ongoing challenge is keeping up with the with the growth so that we can handle it and answer the phone every time it rings and being able to train the support to a high enough level that they can uh, be able to help the the realtors out with any question you know in the middle of the night when there's not someone else to, to ask. So got to talk about databases for a little while, Brandon, because it's I mean it's what you've built this company on is the fact that a realtor. The, the value a realtor owns, the way they are successful with their business, I mean, the only way they can make it work is they've got to have a database of, of all their people. In fact, I've heard some people call them data banks, right? But they've got to have, right. have this some place where all of their people are and all of the information about those people lives. And, and when they contact these people, they can take notes. It's such a basic concept, but there's so many realtors still not doing it. It's it's mind blowing to see how people are trying to run a business without doing it, and and we've made it so easy to do. But yeah, you're right. Every office we go to, there's always people, and every day we get we get you know many calls. Calls say, and I've been in the business for seven years, and I'm and I've had you on my list for seven years, and I'm finally starting in 2019 with my first my first CRM. You know, I'm gonna do it right. They've made it, but they haven't made it easy. And and you know, there's there's a lot of a lot of mistakes and a lot of apologies because they've dropped balls along the way because they didn't have a good system. So uh, database is everything. You got you've got to have a have a good good system that you run your business in if you're gonna stay alive in real estate. I tell people it's it's critical for your success, but it's also something that can be annuitized at the end of your career, right? I mean, if if you've really taken care of your database, that's something that could be handed off to someone, right? The only retirement plan you have as a realtor is being able to hand that off and, and live on those referrals. There's a, a guy out of Seattle wrote a book on it and, and highlighted Wise Agent as being the way to do it, to make sure that you keep all the notes because about every conversation you have with everyone in your database and all the little details, because 
that's what's going to make it valuable when you want to hand those clients over to someone else. And that's going to give them the ability to give the service and service your clients the way you would have wanted them to, you know, to, to earn you that referral fee ongoing years after you're done, done working, you know. Right. Uh, you know what? I think I've had him on the podcast. His name is Nick Crowder. It's called the golden handoff. Yeah. The golden handoff, right? The golden handoff. Yeah. Too many people don't, don't think about the future fast enough. Just do it right now and you'll be set up to do the golden handoff when, when the time comes. You have a recent, a recent hire at Wise Agent with somebody that's doing some cool stuff in the industry. So we got to talk about Jason Frazier. Man, uh, we're so proud of this one. Yeah, <laughs> talk, about, talk about how that came to be. I have to give credit to Chelsea Pites, and I think the, another friend of yours. Yep. She had uh, made the connection with us to Frazier, and Elaine, our director of operations, was able to meet him at, at an Inman show in San Fran a, about a year ago. And we've just been keeping in touch and, and reaching out to him for marketing advice and working together. He's been sitting in business and before you knew the pieces all fell into place and uh, just just made sense that, hey, we've got to bring this guy on. And it was perfect timing for him. He was he was looking for something bigger that he could contribute to. So, yeah, very proud to have Frazier as our new CMO. He's also started something up with a couple of other guys, Dustin Brome and Phil Treadwell, this industry syndicate, right? Of, and I think right. I think you're gonna you're you're kind of a helping on the development side of that, right? Yes, sounds like it. Yeah, Wise Agents, the the one of the the main sponsors for that, and yeah, it's gonna be exciting. We're going deep into to your world, the world of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, all that voice stuff that uh, <laughs> that Jason and, and Dustin, those guys have been talking about. So it's great. Be able to help bring more audience to all of you guys. I think that's the idea is that you know, we will we'll be able to pull all the people looking for any kind of podcast in, um, industry. They'll know right where to go and see that have the selection. Well, let's let's talk about the product, right? So Wise Agent, first of all, one of the most affordable CRMs out there still. But I want, let's talk about some of the updates and changes in the last year or so, because you've really gone through some, done some cool things with it. So many things that changed over this last year. It's been a huge, huge year for us. But just going back uh, to uh, Christmas Eve, we gave our members a, a new homepage. So we just rolled out our new homepage. It's real exciting. Now they can drag their calendar or their task list or transactions or or their new leads anywhere they want on the page and kind of organize it how they like. So right when they log in in the morning, they have the experience that they can see what they want to see right on the top and, and so on. So they're loving that. We also just, just updated our marketing programs or drip campaigns to allow text and video text. So really slick video text. You can choose the time of day that you want each separate event to fire off now. And that was been, been requested for a while. So he's always listening to what our members are requesting and knocking those things out. We went live uh, this year with some absolutely awesome landing pages that people are just raving about. Very easy to use, templated landing pages for all the things that realtors need landing pages for. Any Anyone can log on. Doesn't matter if you have any kind of experience, you can build your own landing pages, which is a couple of clicks now. And there's, those are a huge hit. And I'll say another thing. If you, if you guys haven't seen the new integration we just rolled out with our, our new partner, Equifax, Man, you need to take a minute and, and call and get a demo of that or check it out or log on and, and see it. 
you're going you're gonna to be blown away by the information we're able to give give our members to help convert more of these. And that's just the first of three parts of that new um, partnership with that Equifax integration. So we have two other pieces coming real soon that are just uh, just as mind blowing. So next next week, we're going to be rolling out another big update. We've got some some really cool things planned this year. Most of our tools have been really aimed at the agents. And now we're going to roll out a uh, tool that a lot of our brokers have been asking for a lot. Um, so we'll be rolling that out early this year as well. I go back to Wise Agent. I, it must have been 05, 04 when I started playing with it. It has come a long ways. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun. And, and, and everything that you see, it, we're still doing it the way we did from the beginning, man. We just we, we love getting out there, talking to the actual realtors and listening to what they're going through and, and building solutions based on their problems. So you know, everything you see is, is right there suggested by someone that's actually using the system. You, you mentioned being out in the field. You have you committed a lot of time and energy and money to getting in front of people, right? Because you're you must you handle 10, 15, 20 events a year where you've got people there. Like I saw Elaine and uh, Amy and a couple other people uh, at where were we at? Oh, in Orlando, right? Right. Yeah. Far. Yeah. Far, yeah. Last year we were chosen as the CRM of choice by Florida Association of Realtors. So. So that was an, an awesome new partnership we're in. And, and so we'll definitely be back at, at FAR again this year and hopefully get to see you. One of the things that I love doing is just getting out and, and talking to the actual realtors, to our members or to people that are just have, have questions about CRM. My, my favorite thing to do, I think. Right. Well, look, Brandon, I've had you here the half hour I asked of your time. So I'm going to wrap it up. And you know the question that's coming. It's the same one I, I give every <laughs> guest, but what one piece of advice, and I think I know where you're going with this, would you, <laughs> what would you give to a new agent just getting started in the business? Man, you guys have to get a system, get a CRM. You need to find a system that you can run your business on. And if it's not wise agent, find something. Do not wait until you start getting busy to uh, and, and drop a ball on a deadline or anything to start looking. And, and I'll go a step further than that. It's critical that you realize that your whole your whole livelihood, your whole your whole business revolves around your database. Your database is the most important piece. So don't leave that in someone else's hands. You need to control that database and own your own. It's you know for twenty nine bucks a month, it's not worth putting it in someone else's hands. And if your brokers offer something, absolutely, you should be using any of the tools that they give you that they're going to do some free marketing, put your database in their system as well and let them send out, you know, anything that you can to get your name out. But in the end, make sure you have a system and, and take time to learn it because learn it now while you're not busy as a new agent, because when you get busy, that's it's it's much harder to, to stop and go back and do everything right. But yeah, make, make sure you have a system that you can manage your transactions on, manage your contacts on, keep your, your leads on and, and, and your marketing. That's that's the big thing. Brandon, if somebody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Uh, they can they can email me at bwise at wise agent or feel free to to uh, call the office anytime 480-836-0345. We're all over social media. Um, look us up on Wise Agent, and uh, we're we're always here to help and happy to talk to you. Brandon, I can't thank you enough for for sitting down this afternoon and, and sharing the story. Uh, I knew bits and pieces of it. But it was fun to put it all <laughs> together, and I will be at Far so next August. I'm, I'm presenting on a couple of topics and. Uh, Look forward to see. Hopefully you can make it on this trip. But if not, I'll, I'll say hi to Elaine and the, the gang when they get here. 
All right. All right. Sounds good, Bill. I look forward to it too. Thank, thanks, thanks again for having me on. It's been an honor to be here.